the B Plus Wrestling Podcast. You the moves. You might not be an A, but you are a B Plus. Check it out. Here we go. You want to mess with us? All right, ladies, gents, and non-binary friends, welcome to another B-plus podcast. I'm your host, Greg Unchained. Today is Thursday? What does Thursday mean? You don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. What it means is it's Aussie Graps Friday, but a day early because it is Coliseum week, and I want to give you guys plenty of time to listen to this, plenty of time to get excited for the Coliseum, uh, but also because I'm flying on Thursday when I would normally record this, so it's Wednesday, and I'm uh, I'm doing this. Uh, I've just packed my bags. I'm getting ready to go to the Coliseum weekend. We are taking part in the fan fest that is happening on Saturday. We are, uh, you know, we're going to both nights of the show. We're very excited here. Uh, myself and Mr. Mysterious, the B plus team. Uh, Ben's not making it. Ben's doing uh, some tough mutter thing in Melbourne. Ben, you're missing out, man. It's Coliseum. How can you not be going to Coliseum anyway? It's Aussie Grabs Friday, but a day early. It's Thursday. Woohoo, Aussie Grabs Thursday, first ever. Uh, so I'm going to take a look at the PWA card a little bit later. Uh, also, as you know, on Aussie Grabs Friday, it's the day we sit down and take a look at all of the things happening in the world of Australian professional wrestling. We also like to catch up with an Aussie grappler or grappler adjacent person. This week, I spoke to my personal favorite Australian professional wrestler, Shazza McKenzie. Uh, we caught up. It's been a big year for Shazza McKenzie. So we caught up. We talked about AEW. We talked about all that stuff. Uh, talked about uh, the new hair. Talked about... You'll hear it. You'll hear it in a second. I'm going to cut straight to the interview uh, pretty quickly. Um, first, I'm going to take a brief, brief look at this week in Aussie Wrestling News. If you're waiting for the Coliseum stuff, it's going to come after the interview. I promise. But first, let's take a look at what happened last week. Because last weekend was a huge weekend as well. Let's not forget. MCW 9 took place last weekend. A huge two-day event celebrating the ninth anniversary of Melbourne City Wrestling and crowning the first ever women's champion now i'm not going to go into you know minute by minute break down the the results and details of what happened for you if you want to do that you go to the vimeo service uh night one is up i imagine night two is not going to be far behind i personally have yet to watch night one i've seen some gifts from some of the matches you know aussie wrestling gifts and women's wrestling gifts doing doing amazing work uh, so I've seen some gifts from some of the matches. I'm very excited to watch the show, uh, but obviously just with preparations for Sydney and you know just life in general, I haven't gotten to watch it yet. But when I do, I'll let you guys know what I thought of it. Uh, but yeah, basically we did crown our first women's champion, Steph Delanda, outlasting the rest of the field, uh, you know, powering her way through the field uh, to to defeat Kellyanne in the final and become the first ever Melbourne City Wrestling Champion. Congratulations, Steph Delander. Steph Delander was a dark horse to win it, I think. Uh, I don't think anyone had her necessarily as the favorite. I think a lot of people had Avery or Kellyanne, and she bested Avery in the first round, eliminating one of the favorites to win the tournament. And then it was all sealed from there, man. She she went through and she defeated uh, Kellyanne in the final. And we have our first ever MCW Women's Champion. The, the Melbourne City Wrestling Women's Division has been put on notice by the Python powerhouse Steph Delander. Uh, impressive note. Uh, Jody McAllister, our guest last week, who who gave her predictions for the women's tournament, she didn't pick the winner, but she did pick the entire first night, a hundred percent. She got it completely right, and it's uncanny. It's amazing. You definitely should go back and listen to that chat with Jody because uh, she's she's amazing, and it was a really fun chat. So uh, go back and listen to that one if you have the time. Uh, also at the MCW Nine weekend, uh, we got some movement in the 
heavyweight championship story. Uh, obviously, uh, the the match was interrupted not too long ago. Dowie James, with his big turn, interrupted the title match between Slex and Adam Brooks. And uh, this all came to a head at MCW9, and we've announced a triple threat match for Endgame. So the title will be on the line. Slex, Adam Brooks, and Dowie James fighting over the MCW World Championship. That's going to happen at Endgame in November. Very exciting. We also had Gino Gambino return. He's been away for a while. You know, I don't know what he's been doing, but he's been away for a while. And he's, I know what he's been doing. He's been doing some commentary for New Japan Pro Wrestling. It's been amazing. Very refreshing hearing one Mr. Juicy on commentary for New Japan Pro Wrestling. I'm a big fan. Uh, I'm also a big fan of his work in MCW, where he's just decided to return and show up and attack Will Ospreay after Ospreay's uh, teaming with uh, the Aussie Arrow of Carl Fletcher. And, and Ospreay was teaming with Carl Fletcher. They lost the match for the tag team titles, but... Uh, out comes Gino Gambino, attacks him, and tells him, you know, to bring his friends because Gambino's going to bring his. So it looks like we're gearing up. We're gearing up for some Bullet Club and Chaos Warfare in Melbourne City Wrestling. I could not be more excited. Uh, MCW wasn't the only big show last weekend. FWA did their first live stream with their Civil War Halloween show. Now, the stream itself cut out partway through. I'm told that uh, – well, it didn't cut out. It just got really choppy. I'm told that they're working on – uh, improving their technology for the next one so we, we will be getting more live streams from them uh but you know they just need to work on some of the tech and they, they're going to have it sorted by the next one so i didn't get to watch the entire show i'm yet to go back and, and watch the full thing but i i, I want to i'm going to get to it soon but i do know that the main event had some pwa implications when the nations attacked rory gulak at the end of their match uh, at the end of the show the bits of the show that i did see were very entertaining. It looked like a good show. Uh, I don't know what, what was happening with Five Star Flash. You know, I mean, it was a Halloween special. But he was coming out there dressed as Stone Cold Steve Austin, you know, complete with the glass shattering music and stuff. It was wild. Go check it out on the YouTube, FWA Civil War. Uh, definitely worth checking out, especially for that show-closing angle where the nations attack Rory Gulak, setting some stuff up for the PWA Coliseum weekend, which we're going to talk about right after you listen to my chat with Shazza McKenzie. It's a wonderful chat. Always great catching up with Shazza. And then I'll hit you up after the break with other interviews you can listen to to get you hyped for Coliseum this week. I'll hit you up with what other shows are happening across the country. And we'll take a brief look at the cards for Coliseum Night 1 and Night 2. And I'll let you know what we're doing at FanFest as well. All that coming up after this interview with my personal favorite Australian professional wrestler, Shazza McKenzie. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey guys, just a reminder, if you want to hear all of these wonderful B-plus podcast episodes completely ad-free, make sure you head over to Patreon or Podbean, where we are the featured podcast this week. You can subscribe for as little as a dollar a month, up to $10 a month, where anything you want to help us with, it really helps out. It's going to help us grow the site. It's going to help us redesign some things and Everything that we get through this and through the advertising as well is all going straight back into the podcast so that we can get Aussie Graps out there for the rest of the world to hear about, for the rest of the world to see, so we can grow this mission of watch global, support local, and build indie wrestling. So if you want to be a part of that and get some really cool rewards like call-in shows, bonus episodes, ad-free like I mentioned, then head over to patreon.com slash the B plus and subscribe today. Hey everyone, just want to take a second to tell you about one of our new sponsors, Outbreak Nutrition. Outbreak Nutrition are creating supplements for survival, sharper minds, quicker reflexes, all the energy you need to take your performance to the next level, whether that be on the field, in the gym, 
on the gaming field. That's right. They have specifically designed gaming supplements as well to help you focus on those late night sessions. They even sell coffee, you guys, at Outbreak Nutrition. You can get coffee pods. You can get coffee beans. You can get supplements for the bedroom as well if you want to enhance your performance there. These are performance enhancing supplements for every aspect of your life specifically designed by gamers for gamers to stay fit and healthy in the gym, to stay sharp and focused on the game, and to dominate in all areas of life. So check out OutbreakNutrition.com, and for being a listener of our podcast, they will give you 10% off your order when you enter the code B+. That is B-P-L-U-S at checkout. So make sure if you want to stay on top of your game, if you want to take your performance to the next level, OutbreakNutrition.com, enter the code B+, at checkout. All right, my guest at this time, joining me by the magic of the internet all the way from Sydney, as long as my dodgy Australian internet holds up. Uh, She is one of our foremost exports in professional wrestling. Uh, My personal favorite Australian professional wrestler. She is hardcore Shazza McKenzie. How are you? Hello, I'm good. How are you? I am well. I I said your name wrong. Sorry, Shazza McKenzie. (laughs) But I was so like that was such a like elaborate um, introduction. You one of the foremost yeah you're, or something. You're one of our I, foremost I don't know exports. what that means, but that sounds fancy. <laughs> yeah, well, you should put it on the resume. One of one of the foremost Australian wrestling exports because you're one of the our most well traveled, right? Yes, I'm gonna update my Twitter bio when this ends. <laughs> yes, amazing. I'm glad I could help. No, so it's this is your third time on the show. You're our first three time guest. You've beat Robbie back. Oh, wow. Awesome. Yeah, no, I was thinking that when I was looking at, like, the call history, I was like, oh, I feel like it was, like, uh, one from, like, July last year, and then we had one in December. I was like, oh, this is my third time. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And uh, at the last time we spoke, uh, we talked about Robbie was the, the only other person who had been on twice at that point, and so you were the first to you're, – you're, you've beaten him back onto the show. I've beaten so. him, yeah. 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 Now I'm the front runner. Yeah, you're Take our first three-peat guest. And that makes sense because you are my personal favorite Australian professional wrestler. Damn right. Yeah. Now, <laughs> you've, you've gone through a lot since we spoke last. So we spoke – like you said, we spoke in December. People heard it yeah. in January. And it's been a big year, lots of changes. Pink hair. Uh, yeah, I have pink hair. I had a midlife crisis and now my hair's pink. <laughs> yes. So that's a thing. <laughs> midlife crisis, pink hair and quit the job, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, now I have like a part-time job because I came back to Australia and like I was back between when I went to America and when I went to the UK. I was home for like a week in between and I went crazy by not having a job for like four months. I realized I like to do stuff yeah. and I like to be busy. Like <laughs> as fun as like sitting at home and only having to go to the gym and training every day sounds, it's really not after like two or three weeks. Then you're like, okay, but what the hell do I do with the other like eight hours of my day while everyone else is at work? <laughs> Produce Patreon content. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, my Patreon content is trash. <laughs> I don't know why anyone pays for it. I think they pay I mean, to support please pay you. For it. It's yeah. great. Yeah. Please sign up for my Patreon. <laughs> no, I I feel man, Patreon confuses me. Like I try to like we put out like ad-free episodes and stuff like that on the Patreon and stuff, but like I just I still don't quite understand it. It's a confusing platform to me. It's strange. Like I I I don't use it right. I don't think like I mean, I <laughs> so for like the whole first like few months that I had it, I was just like 
posting normal things and like this is my life and little videos of my life and whatever. And then I did that photo shoot where my ass is out. And then I got like 30 new subscribers in a week. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, this is what you guys wanted. Yeah. My bad. Yeah. Uh, Sex sells. making sense now. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, thanks for the money, but now I feel like a whore. <laughs> Well, I mean, we're all whores on one level or another, right? Yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> you're exactly. selling your time to to go to a part time job. Like it's yeah. No, sex sells yeah. on Patreon. I've I have been told this. It really does. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Apparently. When I've when I've had women on the show, like because I've had some female co hosts that have come through and gone on to other things and and whatnot, and and yeah, our Patreon subscribers went up in that period of time. It's yeah. People, people will pay for access to women. Yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Uh, I mean, like, I think that there are a lot. Like, I I think I have a good fan base where, like, I like to say at least eighty percent of my Patreon subscribers genuinely just care about my. Like, I mean, they probably think I'm hot because I am, um, <laughs> but they it helps. But they do genuinely care about my career and supporting me with my dreams and everything like that. Like, it's I think like eighty percent probably are genuine humans and then the other like 20 percent are like oh i can pay a dollar and i can see photos of shaz's butt it's not even you can't even see my butt i'm wearing like two layers of stockings like it's it's all an illusion guys i'm not actually (laughs) naked i i don't understand that though because like i mean you're you're already a professional wrestler you go out there i mean surely they could just freeze frame i don't know that's it's it's odd to me yeah i mean yeah i mean but i guess they want like I mean, it, I don't know. I, I guess I don't you really do like wrestle. you do like the personal like because because you'll you'll put messages up on Patreon and stuff that you don't put elsewhere, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's personal like, access. It's, exactly. Like they got to see the the other week, not the other week. It was like two months ago now. But I had an abscess abscess in my mouth. I don't know. I had something in my my tooth was my mouth was swollen, and then I had to get it removed, and then my face was numb. And all my Patreon members got like um, a nice video of me trying to talk with half my face numb. Nice. So nice. That's the kind of content you can get from me. Like that, um, that meme, right? Like it's one of the original internet memes of the kid that's all doped out in the back of the car after getting dental work done. Yeah, exactly. Except also not able to actually talk because I was like couldn't open my mouth properly. Yeah. So this is like, the, this is the quality content there, people yeah. can expect from from Shaza McKenzie's. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Patreon from Shaza. <laughs> I love I'm it. So I love it. Yeah, Shaza, Shaza McKenzie. That's I've taken you to calling that now. I sometimes my instinct is I have to say Shaza because that's what your name is. But I I remember no Jr. called you Shaza. That's officially your name now. Yeah, but I mean that's Americans have always called me Shaza. Like, and I've just accepted it. And I think it was just that um, at All Out that was the first time it, it had been said on such a like large screen i mean like yeah even it like when i did my nxt stuff like they call me shaza there they don't call me shaza uh, um and it's just but so i'm just used to it i just always make jokes that americans make me sound fancy but <laughs> the australians when they called me shaza on in the casino battle royale went crazy on twitter and i was like oh my god can you guys stop yelling at AEW, please like <laughs> like <laughs> i like, please stop insulting them on behalf of me. Like, it's like they're okay. Like, they're cool. Like, guys, calm down. Please don't like get me black blackballed for like my <laughs> aggressive fans. 
<laughs> like, I'm trying to get a contract here, guys. <laughs> yeah, like, please stop, guys. It's okay. <laughs> we'll deal with it later if they've called me the wrong name. We can resolve this. We, we can work this out, yeah. So, so yeah. that's that's the big question I have to ask, right? Is there a, is there a contract on the horizon? Is, there, is Shazza all elite? <laughs> I am not all elite. I mean, who knows what the future will hold, like, I don't think the door's closed by any means. There's right. still a line of communication by and stuff, but um, I mean, I uh, yeah, I'm I'm I support what they are doing, and I like been since the day they, well, even since the day I met Randy and Cody back at World Series Wrestling last year, mm. I was like, these people are cool and have like this vision and this idea of this completely different world. And it sounded crazy, but I was like, for some reason I am all about this idea. And like, I've been like on board since day one, like following this whole thing. Like I remember when they um, announced it. So it was like being the elite dropped at midnight on uh, New Year's Eve, like Mm. in America. And I remember like watching it here and i remember like crying because i was like oh my god like this is really happening like there's really because like there's all the rumors there was all the talk there was all the everything but like when they announced it, i was like there's actually going to be this other option that is not the wwe like which is like just not existed in my time as a professional wrestler there was like it was either you like you could make it to impact or you can make it to ring of honor you could do all these things but it was still always you hadn't really made it yeah. until you were at WWE. Yeah. So, like, when that got announced, I was like, oh, my God, like, there is actually this, like, this option is real, like, and <laughs> here's my other, like, ridiculous like, thing that I did. So we'll take you back to, like, the January press conference at Jacksonville when they announced, like, um, like when they first announced everything, Chris Jericho came out and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Pac showed up so, in full gear for some reason. And Pac showed yeah. up in full gear. Yeah. And then he was just in full gear on Dynamite last week for, t- for um, commentary. And I was so happy. I was like, what so is this good. guy doing? Yeah, so good. Like, does he not own, not own outfits? Like, does he not own clothes? Is he would look literally so good in life? a suit. He would look so good yeah. in a suit. But he's just like, no, I look better with my abs. Yeah. <laughs> just- I mean, he does. So, like, I get it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but so when that happened... I remember I was watching it at work because that's what I do at work um, sometimes because I'm a good employee. That's right. You um, don't work there anymore. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> you can admit it. So I was watching I was watching it at work um, and I remember like Brandy started talking about the women's division and all this like equality and stuff and she said something and she said like she's been – that she like traveled to uh, like she was like that's why I would travel to the UK and she said Australia and I like cried because I was like oh my god that's me like she's talking about me like no one else like in my head I'm crazy but I was like oh my god like there's an there's a chance like yeah well no look that's acknowledging my existence in a way absolutely as uh, so conspiracy greg my alter ego i love conspiracies <laughs> so me too uh but conspiracy greg immediately is just like oh, they're talking about shazza mckenzie like because because they had the because they both uh, i believe cody and brandy both tweeted about you after the world series wrestling tour and uh yeah 
And, and so it was just to me, I was like, they're, they're talking about Shaz McKenzie. Shaz is going to go to All Elite. That's it. It's done. I, I was convinced. It's done. I was convinced at that time, like at that first press conference, I was like, Shaz is signed. And then you were going over for Starcast. And I was like, this confirms it. <laughs> this is it. This is it. It's happening. Shazza She's is, got the contract. Shaz is Illuminati. Yeah. Especially because then you quit your job, right? You quit your job, like, right after, like, right as all this stuff was happening and this huge yeah. new company starting. And yeah. you 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 sort of, you come out and you're like, oh, I'm quitting my job and going all in on this wrestling thing. I don't know if you worded it like that, <laughs> but. I probably did. You probably, probably did. Like, I was probably like, hey, I like the word all in yeah. too. Yeah. Don't you want to go all out on me and all elite, mate? <laughs> So I was convinced, I was convinced that there's a contract happening, but no, you just, you actually took the time out and, and you've decided to travel the world and, and, and do your thing and, and sort of focus more on the wrestling. But how much did, you know, meeting them at World Series Wrestling and know, knowing their vision and knowing what was on the horizon, how much did that affect your decision to really go all in? Well, I'd already booked everything for America before then. Um, right. I, what, hap- what I remember happening is last year, so in October last year, I got married and then I went to, I had my like next shimmer trip was like literally the week after. So we're actually a year from this. So I got married Saturday a year ago and then a week later I had shimmer and I came back like the second I got back from shimmer. It's probably also because we had all of our like honeymoon money from everyone giving us money for Real Wishing Well. Right. And I was just like, Jordan, I have to do this. Please do it with me. Like, can we please just do like, I'd, I can't, like I got back from that wrestling trip and I was like, I can't wait any longer for something to just magically happen to me. I need to go do this. So I'd already booked everything when I'd, um, <laughs> before I'd even met Brandy and Cody, like I already had all my flights and had my general plan. I didn't have all my bookings or anything, but I had everything. I'd already like accepted that I was quitting my job and that I had to do this. Cause I, yeah, I like, I got back and I was just like, I, I, I I can't like, I was like, I'm 30. I'm married now. Like I've planned my giant wedding. Like that's done. I'm not ready to like start having babies since everyone just suddenly starts asking you that, that as soon as you get married yeah, or as soon as you get married, engaged, really. Questions start. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, that's no, like I, like I have so much more that I need to do in wrestling. Like I'm not satisfied. And I was just like, I have to do this. Um, and I remember telling that to Brandy. Like I remember being like, just telling her like this, like not knowing at the time, <laughs> like there'd been like random little internet things, but she hadn't actually told me that this might be a thing that was happening. Right. Like I was just telling her, like, I was like, yeah, no, she was like, Oh, do you have a job or whatever? And I was like, cause she just flew on her first class flight over to, <laughs> to Australia or whatever. And I was like, yeah, I just came from my nine to five to wrestle you tonight. Yeah. Um, but like told her how I was just like, I just, I need to wrestle. Like, that's all I want to do. That's all I care about doing. Uh, like that's just everything to me. And so, like, I think then, like, just everything, I, I already knew I was going to do it. And, and then I think meeting them, I knew that they were who I wanted to work with um, because I knew that they understood the struggles and the ideas of having to do it on your own. Like, I don't, I, they probably don't completely understand what it's like to be uh, literally living on the other side of the world to anything that is like 
popular in professional wrestling and for a long time there was no video on demands and there was no live streams or anything like that in Australia. So like when I first went to America seven years ago to be a wrestler, I remember people literally being like, oh, I didn't know there was wrestling in Australia. And there yeah. was like seven years ago, there was lots of wrestling in Australia. Like yeah. we were already well and truly into the PWA and MCW days by that point. Like yeah. there was lots of good wrestling in Australia. Yeah, about, so, about seven years ago was when I realized that, no, it would have been eight years ago that I went to my first PWA show and I was like, oh, Australian wrestling can be like really good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like, but there's no one was aware. And so like, I don't like, I think that the idea of AEW where it's these self-made people who have, who everyone is sort of bet against, like everyone was like, there's no way the Bucks will ever make it. They're too skinny. They do too many moves. They're like all, all of that crap. Yeah. Like, and they've just gone, no, like, like the Paul Heyman ECW spe- speech where they've just gone, fuck you you're wrong fuck you we're right yeah and they've gone and done it and i feel like that's like something that i represent in that i've never been i was never supposed i was i didn't go into training and i showed up and everyone thought oh my god who's this hot chick we're gonna throw her on shows in two months um because she looks great yeah like i had to work for everything like i had to do everything the hard way and then I had to try and make this name for myself when there was already when the first time I went over to America like there was like Madison Eagles is who I'm being compared to and I can't compare to that <laughs> three years into my 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 career right. like like so it's yeah it's been it's been a long journey but I feel like AEW represents what I represent and this is my plea to AEW. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, look that 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 fuck you, you're wrong, fuck you, we're right thing, and, and you know all of that stuff. It does actually resonate with me with with your story and stuff in particular. Uh, like, I mean, with the Young Bucks, right? The Young Bucks proving that a tag team can be the top draw in this industry, right? Yeah, exactly. And it, you proving that a woman can be a top draw in the Australian wrestling industry because that was unheard of. Oh yeah, completely. It's like. And it, there's still places in Australia that it's still, I guess, looked down on. But, like, for years, the as the women in Australia were the ones that went out and made names for ourselves overseas and we'd come back and we'd still be looked down on um, by our counterparts here. Um, and I think it's only been, like, maybe the last, like, three years or so that, like, they've, people have kind of accepted that, no, we actually – did go out and do the work like it wasn't just because we're female um we had to work as hard as you guys if not harder to get respect so now we're getting the opportunities within the ring in australia i'm yeah. rambling yeah no it's wonderful <laughs> like it's um it's one of those things like uh, mcw with a women's title now right they've finally yes. brought in the women's title by the way the first lady of mcw and you weren't in the tournament what's the go there they forgot about me. <laughs> that's, that's not cool. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was because I was overseas all year, so I get it. <laughs> I'm not like 
it's fine. It was my wedding anniversary weekend anyway. I wasn't right. gonna. The, the, and there's no, there was no one in that tournament that didn't deserve to be in that tournament. So. Oh no, um, well, the, I, the Australian women's division in general, like just the talent that we have uh, with women specifically wrestling in this country, like we're stacked, in my opinion. Yeah. Oh yeah, hundred percent. We're we're very we're very lucky. Um, it's still not the biggest division in the world. Like it could still grow, but the women that we have are top quality. Like there's the the drop between the top quality and the and the bottom quality is very big because our top quality is so good. Yeah, um, and like you can see even like uh when when PWA posts like pictures and stuff of like uh you know tryouts and training situations and stuff like that, the ratio of girls showing up. Uh, you know, obviously people showing up to the first day of training, you know, half of them are going to drop off. But the, just yes. the ratio of girls to guys, it's improved drastically. Oh, my God. Like, there was from when um, Casey Cassidy started training at PWA, we didn't have, like, another girl come through the school until, um, like, pretty much the Blue Nation. Right. Like that they and they and they didn't even come through our school. They went through Newey. Yeah. Like and then they moved to Sydney and then they were part of our school. So like that that's a that's a long like five <laughs> five or six years that we didn't have a fem like a female trainee that like I mean we had maybe like one that would like pop up and then disappear or whatever. But like that was it was a very long time between like actually having females that wanted to be wrestlers <laughs> yeah. and now we have like bloody like i don't know 20 no we don't have 20 of them but we have a lot <laughs> there's, there's quite a number from the looks of things it's good to see and, yeah i mean you spoke about uh when you were in the uk you did the we the independent podcast uh and yes. uh, and you were talking about sort of the culture around women in wrestling in australia and stuff uh and and some of the things that came up in that podcast i would encourage people to go listen to it we the independence david Starr's podcast is fantastic uh but i i some of the stuff that came up was kind of disturbing to me and 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 i'm just oh, yeah. i'm sort of i'm listening to it and i'm just like i hope that things have changed yeah like the i think things have, like i think i'm very lucky that i live in the little pwa bubble and pwa uh i mean i don't live in the bubble i i live outside of the bubble a lot more than i live in it these days <laughs> yeah these days but, yeah um i'm lucky to have that bubble and that home in Australia where everyone too. is respected and everyone yeah and everything is very well looked after in that sense um but I definitely think that there's still issues going on elsewhere but that's me being a negative Nelly and I'm not a negative Nelly right yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah well the thing is like as well like i try to be positive as positive as possible on the podcast i mean we're the b plus podcast right be positive but it's, yeah we're plus <laughs> yeah exactly positive but it's 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 one of those things like we can't get better unless we call the stuff out and so it's it's good to hear you talking yeah. about that stuff and i definitely recommend uh people go listen to it but we'll, we'll sort of we'll move on though because there's so much stuff to talk about from this year uh yes. i mean we haven't even talked about all out we've talked about all elite wrestling in general but all out you you were yeah. a part of the Casino Battle Royale, you were a part of All Out. How was that crazy weekend? That was insane. So, like, that whole, they told me that they wanted me for it two weeks beforehand. Um, and, like, I, I knew that it was happening, um, but I didn't think, like, 
I thought there was a possibility and then they were like, oh, no, probably not. And then I was like, okay, well, let's like move on with our lives. Um, <laughs> yeah. Or try to, mainly just let's have a mental breakdown. Let's just cry, um, cry ourselves just to sleep cry. at night. Yep. Yeah, like my life's a mess, whatever. <laughs> uh, but then, yeah, like two weeks out, I got a call and they were, um, they were like, oh, hey, like, are you free on this date? <laughs> like, nah, mate. Oh, <laughs> like, of course I'm free. Yeah. <laughs> if it's you calling, I'm yeah. free. Yeah. Yeah, I'm absolutely free. Like, um, so I had to, like, I, I was supposed to be at PWA that weekend and, like, I had to, like, last minute be, like, to this new job, hey, got to go away for, like, a couple of days, <laughs> no biggie. Uh, yeah, see you later. Um, and then, yeah, so I, I went and then, yeah, so I, two weeks out, they told me, and I still didn't really believe it. Like I've had like close opportunities in my wrestling career. Like I've been told that I'm in things and then had it taken away from me very, very, very close to the date that they're supposed to happen. So I'm very skeptical whenever anything is offered to me or told to me that it might happen or like anything like everyone's like well once you've gotten the flights and stuff it's it's done and I'm like no no sweetie like until I'm <laughs> in that damn ring it's not done like yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's not a done deal until I'm in that ring so like the whole time I was still like you know this is this is cool but like we'll see like if I get there I and they go oh we changed our mind or oh like the Joshi girls can suddenly make it and we want them instead, then I'll just eat my Cracker Barrel and <laughs> watch the show and everything will be fine. Yeah. Um, and I will then go back to my room and cry, but that's okay. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, you'd still yeah. get to dress up fancy and, and partake in StarCast and stuff, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I love that. That's no wasted um, time. Yeah. So then, yeah, so I, the, the, I got there and I, I was only, I was only in America for like two days. It was, I didn't have time to like adjust. I didn't sleep the night before because I wasn't adjusted to the time zone. And I was also a complete ball of anxiety. And well, it's like, it's like Christmas, right? Yeah, exactly. And I like, even like the whole day that it was ha like, I had like nothing, like I knew that I could do what I had to do. Like I wasn't like, I was like, this is, if I mess this up, like I don't like <laughs> that I'm messed up. Like I just, I have to do a couple of things and get out of the ring, just be done with it after that. And then like, it all just happened really fast. And then suddenly they were like, Oh yeah, the first rounds are in, uh, are in the ring. And I was like, what, what do you mean? That, like <laughs> what? Like, and then suddenly the, there was a countdown and I was like, what, 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 what uh, oh, okay, now we're Time going. To go. and then it Time was, to go. Yeah. Like there was no, like, like no proper mental preparation, I think, just because it was also like a battle royale si situation. Cause it, so it wasn't like someone enters and then I enter or I enter and then so, like, it was just, they're already standing in the ring and then we just wait five minutes or whatever. And then we go like, yeah, it was just, it just happened. Um, and then I remember coming back and I was like shaking and, uh, there was all these important people around. So then I went and I was like, walked around into like this little corner and I like bawled my eyes out. Cause I was like, Oh my God, that was insane. That was crazy. This is never meant to happen for me. Like if that's the, the end, that's the end, which 
Like, if, like if that's as good as it ever gets, that's as good as it ever gets, and I'm happy with that. And then I cleaned myself up and walked out and sh- uh, walked back out to all the people and was all happy and la la la. <laughs> and then it was acted like I was just cool and like this is what I do every day, guys. What this do you is, mean? This is a recurring. I'm so ready for this. This is a recurring theme I'm noticing with you. you you're, that you're I cry re- a lot. Yeah, you're ready to cry and accept that this is as good as it ever it's ever going to get. I see bigger things on the horizon for Shaz McKenzie. Well, yeah, but I I. Whenever I do something, I'm like, whenever I'm in the lead up to it, I'm like, if this is it, then I'm good and I'm happy, and then it, then it happens, and then like a few days will pass, and the high of that will like drop, and then I'll go, no, no, I need more. <laughs> yeah, there's more more I work want to more do now. Yeah, yeah, like I don't think I'll ever be satisfied. You become kind of like a junkie for those big moments. Yeah, well, like. I always say adrenaline is one hell of a drug. Yeah, yeah, it definitely like, is. It's, it's a lot. It'll yeah. let, get you to do some crazy-ass things. You you became a meme over that I weekend. Did. You were quickly overshadowed by the bubbly. Yes, but of course. I, I personally really enjoyed seeing you become a meme with the kick and stuff. And then and then the, the fact that you were overshadowed by the bubbly, that actually became one of the memes, which I popped so hard for. Yes, that was my favorite when it combined both memes. <laughs> yeah, I, I was so happy. But uh, I, I, the power of memes and stuff in in growing a wrestler's profile and stuff is is crazy. Like we live in weird times. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like as soon as I saw that photo, I was like, "This is something I can capitalize on." Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean that in the most normal like way, but like it's a business. Like, and I have to find ways to make myself stand out and make myself unique and memorable like there was 21 girls in that ring and i need to make sure that of the people that are in that ring i'm one of the people that have remembered so i went out of my way to make sure that (laughs) that that meme had its life yeah that that moment stood out (laughs) yeah which it does it's one of the most memorable moments now i think partly because of that meme yeah exactly so that's i'm yeah i People are always like, oh, it's so sad that you were only in there for like what, like 30 seconds or whatever. Wish you were in there for longer. I was like, mate, like I got to shine and I got out before I was able to make a dick of myself. So <laughs> you, you had your moment. It was great. I'm was good. Great. Yeah. I, I want to talk about uh, WrestleMania weekend as well. So we'll rewind a bit in the year. Yes. Um, is, is Joey Janela still a sexist? Look, <laughs> Joey, Joey is just Joey. I don't know. I we like he let us he let us run wild on his show. He did. That was that was a really fun um, thing to get to do. Um, he's probably a little bit of a sexist, but you know we'll <laughs> we'll let it slide. It was one of the few um, that I watched live over that weekend because there was so much. There was yeah. so much happening, but I was like, well, I can't miss the clusterfuck because yeah. uh, Shaz has been calling Joey Janela a sexist, and I'm, I'm sure something's going to pay off there. And you guys <laughs> just destroyed the place. It was amazing. We did. I really wanted to um, find the ring announcer and choke him by his bow tie, and I couldn't <laughs> find him. It was like yeah. the only thing I wanted to do. But he didn't know that we were doing that at the end of the show. So earlier in the day, I'd gone up to him, and I'd been like, I'm going to choke you by your tie. And he was just like, okay, like, no idea. <laughs> and then, like, afterwards, he was like, I had no idea that was happening. I was so confused why you kept telling me you were going to choke me. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, like, see how that could be a really confusing thing to for someone to keep telling you. Like, yeah, it would be. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, no, that was, like, that was a lot of fun. That was a moment 
that I will never forget and I'm very thankful to have that uh, moment. Hopefully we can do something somehow, somewhere in the future because um, I do want to have a match with Janela somehow. So we'll just figure it out. Well, I, don't know. I, wanted, I wanted to ask you about like uh, spring break shows or blood sports shows or GCW in general, their, their kind of thing. Do you, do you think Australia is big enough yet? Do you think we're at the point yet where we could support GCW style shows if they wanted to bring something over here? I think, I don't know what the fan base is for GCW in Australia. So like, like I love it and I get, I watch all the, the pay-per-views or well, as many of them as I can. And like, I follow it very religiously, but I follow a lot of wrestling. So, yeah. um, but I, like, I, so I, I haven't really spoken to that many fans about like, but though that, that said, like a lot of fans did come up to me in Australia, like when I got back and say like how cool spring break was. So I guess there's people out here that are watching it and are keen for it. So I reckon it'd be cool if they did come out here. And I, I think that Australia would be the perfect place for me and Janela to have our match, mainly because I assume that his contract allows him to wrestle in other countries and just not in America. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> which is I, I love that about the the way their contracts seem to be working. Like we don't know the details yeah, or anything, but know. the way it the way it looks because of the way bookings are going and stuff. But no, but I because I look at it and I'm just like I I want to see a, a GCW show out here because like you know how you had like a uh, Orange Cassidy is doing something or whatever. Who knows? Like yeah, that, that whole thing. Oh my. God. <laughs> Um, like I, I could see like a GCW present, you know, Big Fudge and yeah. the Chocolate Factory, you know, yeah, <laughs> like just do something wild and crazy, and you could even use a lot of our guys, and I think that would circumvent whether or not, um, there, there's a huge audience or not, like because because in Sydney and in Melbourne, I think you could get people to those shows. I think it'd be amazing. Yeah, someone needs to work on yeah. that. I think that'd be a a good thing to for them to do. Let's just harass them on Twitter. Let's just harass everyone on Twitter. That's my yeah. new go-to. Well, let's 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 all let everyone listening to this tweet Joey Janela and tell him to bring Spring Break to Australia. Because uh, yeah. what, what better location for Spring Break than Australia? Because you do it in our spring, right? So it's actually fall for them. So then they get to have double Spring Break. Yeah. Or he does it in December, and we call it schoolies. Because that's the same. Well, there you go. Yeah, you inject the Australian culture. But then the Americans wouldn't get that. They'd be like, what's this schoolies thing? Screw the Americans. Oh, my God. That soundbite <laughs> that's going to get me in trouble one day. Yeah, you don't want to say that. <laughs> you don't want to say that. No, but but we're killing it overseas, though. Like, this whole, uh, you know, you're going to notice this. Now we conquer. Like, I feel like it's, it's it was almost a prophecy. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it was a lot of hard work, but... We're finally making some space and some room. Yeah. We're, we're finally, we've been swimming upstream for many, many years, and it's like we're finally kind of reaching the surface. It's It's been amazing to see it happen. And uh, a question that, that comes up a lot that people ask, and so I want to I present it to you. Uh, do you think, it, you know, companies that run WrestleMania weekend, right, could we ever see an Australian contingent go over and like put on like a PWA show or maybe PWA MCW co-brand that kind of thing and, and head over to a WrestleMania weekend and put on a big Australian only show. Uh, <laughs> not yet. I don't think. Don't think we're uh, there yet. No. Um, because as someone that lived in America for three months, I also realized that we live in our own little bubble in Australia. 
um, as well. And right. everything that seems really, really big for us um, still isn't that big <laughs> in the grand scheme of things. Right. Um, and that makes me sound negative. But, like, uh, I think maybe in a few years we'd be able to get there. But as it is now, like, people still, like, they know there's wrestling in Australia. But there's not, like, until we have, like, a religious amount of people from America watching, like, on OvoPlay and, like, on our on-demand services, like, then I don't think, if if we're not bringing the crowd in that, like, the viewers in that way, I don't know how we'd be able to go with a WrestleMania weekend thing. Because you have to understand, also, these WrestleMania weekend things, there's, like, 500 different shows going on and people have to choose what they're going to go to. And it gets, like, the... IPW UK had like 50 people or something like mm. something ridiculous when I was like this is such a good card it had like quack it like my quack and bush and all these like crazy cool people in it and like they had like 50 people in the crowd like so it's you know, like you get what I'm saying yeah yeah know. well what, what what should happen then is PWA should invade a Chikara WrestleMania weekend show Yes, I think that would be perfect. That's 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 the ticket, I think. So yeah, you'd say we're probably at like PWA. Yeah, we're we're probably at like stage two or three of a five step process for yes, worldwide domination of Australian say. wrestling. Yeah, so yes. there's still a ways to go. Yeah, like I think I have like this very different view on it because I've spent so much time outside of it now. Um, whereas, like, I know when you when you're in it, it gets really excited. Like, you get really hyped up and really like and everything that we're doing is huge uh but it's still we've still got to make more noise <laughs> yeah well that's <laughs> the thing too is, is like for us here as australian fans witnessing everything that's happening too i mean obviously we're paying very close attention whenever an australian goes anywhere uh but yes. that doesn't mean that the rest of the wrestling world is and so it, you know it's just yeah. another person to them essentially but for us it's like oh that's our person uh, yeah, and, exactly. But like as well, we're watching all the stuff that's happening here, and and I think it, like I I don't think it's uh what's the word I'm looking for I I I don't think it's crazy to say that I, I truly believe we have the best independent wrestling scene in the world. Oh yeah, I think we have a phenomenal scene. Like we have some of the the best wrestlers this world has seen, and like if if we had our wrestlers like i i always think about like if like our wrestlers were just over like in america or in the uk like all of us like how much like these giant like super shows we could have and all these crazy matches that would happen and it'd be so crazy and cool yeah but we are geographically on the other side we're of the very world, much so. isolated yeah <laughs> we're, we're very isolated yeah and time zone wise too as well i've noticed like trying to get people from america or the uk to watch a live show like i, I i've been telling a bunch of people that i talk to in various places online like coliseum weekend you got to watch coliseum weekend you got to watch coliseum weekend and they're like oh man the time zones though like it's yeah yeah <laughs> so there's because there I, I know because i when i was in america i was watching pwa on over from america yeah <laughs> and, and it, it was the middle like, of what, the night 3 a.m something like that. yeah <laughs> yeah loved it yeah so good but but that's the thing is overplay and the live streaming does open us up to that kind of thing though right like yeah and like, like there were people we in the uk popular. watching um all eyes on troy and stuff like that like i saw them on yeah. the tweets yeah yeah and like what will like as we get more popular they'll get more people doing that like you know, like New Japan doesn't air and at a convenient time for Americans, but they make it convenient. Yeah, like 
Yeah. So it's just the same thing. We just have to show them that our product is worth the live, the worth the waking up in the middle of the night and watching. <laughs> yeah. Which I mean, look for my money, it is. If if it was if it was a three a.m. show, I would I would be waking up to watch it. Um, yeah. Be, I don't I mean, think I you'd would, have yeah. many people in the crowd. But <laughs> yes, yeah. But for Coliseum, like a hundred percent, like any PWA show on that's on Overplay, I think is a hundred percent worth waking up in the middle. Americans listening to this wake up in the middle of the night. Yeah, the, I mean, Thank the, you. the production, <laughs> the production is second to none. Like, I honestly put, yeah. put PWA production on the level of what you see on NXT, AEW. These, you know, the, the video packages are insane. Oh my god, that's the, so crazy. The entrances, your entrance at All Eyes on Troy for, for that the big <laughs> PWA title match. Like, I was like, oh yes, queen. Like, literal. Yes. Literal. So that, like, funny story about that, right? So I got back from my three months in America the day before that show. Yeah. And I got back, and then I was, ta- and someone's like, Jess was like, "I'm doing this big balloon entrance," and I was like, "What?" <laughs> She's like, "I'm doing this big balloon entrance," and I was like, "Fuck." <laughs> like, I have to come up with something. What am I gonna do in 24 hours? Yeah. And then I remembered the time Bonza did like this for like one of the newly pro halloween shows he like did this like red oh, like queen of hearts and then he was like this red weapon i don't know he came in on the throne right and it had all these hearts on it and i was like i wonder if that still exists <laughs> <laughs> nice. and luckily it did it was it was broken and i got them to fix it within 24 hours bring it to sydney found some rookies made them put on clothes and we got there. Made myself a fucking cape thing, and bought like a little tiara. Like, it was, yeah. I so was that like, came oh, together I'm... in like twenty four hours. Yeah, twenty four hours. That's amazing. That was, that was panic. Because some of the panic. some of the entrances with PWA, you look at them and you're like, that's 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 weeks of work put into like yeah. this five minute. Oh bit. yeah. Yeah, Wahlberg puts a lot of work into his, and I but. Yeah, I was, it was like the whole time I, we knew we wanted to do fancy entrances, but no, like, but like, it wasn't until like that day that just told me she was doing a fancy entrance. And I was like, crap, like we're actually doing this. <laughs> what can I do? Like, yeah. Like, it was like, it was always like this talk, but then we never actually had like thought of anything. And then I was like, ah, crap, we've got to figure this out now. Yeah. We got there. How did that feel as well? Like you guys were the first all women's main event for PWA, I believe. Okay, so Robbie says that in the documentary, and it's incorrect. Oh. Um, <laughs> so the first women's main event was Evie versus Jessica, um, Jesse McKay at uh, – it was at the, uh, at the at Casula Powerhouse. Oh, uh, Casula. Okay, yeah. No, at Casula. At Casula, and it was to crown the – it was the tournament final for the interim um, PWWA champion. It was the night that Evie won that belt. Right. That's it. Like, right. it's just everyone so it was I, wrong. I, I was like he's wrong and i was like and robbie because robbie whenever we do those little quizzes he's like these facts are wrong and i was like oh, wrong. <laughs> so you got to I you know. got to rub it in to him that he'd made yeah i was like i know when the first women's event was i was there we I mean, were... he was also there but i like but like that was a very pivotal moment yes. in like 
PWA history, so I knew it. But I like it, we'll we'll say me and just for the first main event of the black of the black, black label, label era. era. We'll yeah, go, there we go. Yeah, of the black label era. So which is which yeah. is an important distinction to make. I feel like because PWA's yeah, come a long way different. since the the black yeah. label era. Yeah, yeah, very different eras. Yeah, because Sol- Solar Powerhouse to Max Watts, very different. <laughs> yeah, and now the uh, the PWWA title is no longer a women's only title. Yes. Very excited for that. Which, again, this is something where I feel like we're leading the world. I mean, I know there are other places yeah. like Beyond and Shikara and a bunch of places that yeah, do yeah. heavily intergender wrestling. But uh, PWA has been doing it for quite a while as well. Yeah. And people, like, I feel like we don't get the recognition for that. Yeah. I mean, we're definitely leading the charge in Australia. Yeah. Um, And I think, like, we were always, I think the idea was always to move away from having a separate women's division because, like, when I, like, I mean, one, I didn't defend the belt for, like, a year because I was too busy wrestling guys. So, like, yeah. um, but the, the whole thing is, like, how can we have, like, these matches where it's, like, the first, like, you have, like, Jessica Troy versus Michael Spencer and then, but then you come out and the next match after that is in the women's division, but then what was that, what was the match before it? Like, you can't have this separate division we can't be equal and separate at the same time it has to be all at one and the, the less attention like it's also like i feel the less attention you bring to the fact that it's intergender and announce a match and be like intergender singles match or intergender four-way match. It's, yeah, just no, it's, match. it's just a match like, yeah these are competitors you don't have, competing yeah there's there's yeah there's no acknowledgement of this and the more we just normalize it the less it becomes an issue and then people just will like anyone that does have an issue with it will eventually forget that that's, they have an issue that's with the it thing i love about it in pwa is that it feels so normal and it's the thing that i've always loved yeah. about it in shikara too is it feels so normal and like for anyone who's witnessing it for the first time and that they will they will be like oh the girl's gonna fight the guy and and everyone around them is just like oh yeah no it's fine they're they're restless <laughs> You know? Yeah, and exactly. It's, it's and just, it yeah, becomes normal. No, normal. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, I think the when we make a big deal about it being a guy and a girl in the ring, like, don't get me wrong. Like, the, when I become the first ever female PWA heavyweight champion, I'm going to be very, very proud of the fact that I'm female beating a guy. Uh, but I think we don't need to constantly harp on about the fact that, I'm a female wrestler and I'm wrestling guys. It, yeah. it does, you don't have to harp on about intergender. It's just, it's just wrestling. It's, it's just wrestlers wrestling. It, yeah, exactly. Yeah, 100%. And like, there's still, there's still going to be like, there's still going to be matches where there's girls just wrestling girls. Like, cause it's just wrestling. Like it doesn't matter if you make, if you get rid of all like female versus female matches, then you're doing, you're not proving the point. You're not, like the po- point is that we're all just wrestlers, so it shouldn't matter if it's a girl versus a girl, a girl versus a guy, or a guy versus a guy. Like it's all just matches and it's all just wrestling. Yeah, it's something that bums me out about being online is is the people that that are very vocally against that sort of thing, or even um the stuff that Nyla is getting in AEW and stuff. And I've I've had to say to people like, oh. hang on, hang on, you're you feel like there's something wrong about Nyla versus Riho, but. If it was awesome Kong versus Riho, there's there's nothing wrong. Like it's it just doesn't make sense to me the way people's minds work. I don't know. It's wrestling. Like they're wrestlers wrestling. Yeah. Uh Rey Mysterio can fight Batista. No one bats an eye. Yeah, no. The um 
any of the the comments that I that I've seen about Nyla, I infuriate me so much because she is an amazing woman. She's an amazing wrestler. She's worked so hard to get to where she is, and she has to be so strong to deal with the amount of crap that people throw at her. Because, like, I I don't know if I could do it, but she's a a superstar, and yeah, I can't wait for her to just be like up yours to everyone and be really good and whatever who cares yeah the internet's a, a crazy crazy place but let's let's talk about it. you you touched on it briefly uh there when you become the pwa heavyweight champion uh, yes you have and there's there's a small show coming up this weekend i don't know if you know about this. yeah it's just a little um <laughs> it's like a coliseum theme like a bit greek theme kind yeah. of i think that's we're all gonna wear togas like, um, that's honestly Rome, i was it's trying Rome. to find yeah, I was trying to. F- oh, yeah, that is Rome. That's yep. <laughs> Different culture. I, I, I am naturally blonde, guys. Um, <laughs> yeah, but but, but no, we got Colosseum. I was trying to find Togri stuff. You were trying to find so, some Toga stuff. That would be awesome. Yeah, yeah. For like for like the fan fest, I was trying to find like clothing that looked like real people clothing, so not just like a sheet wrapped around me, but also Roman. <laughs> but i i didn't like find the, anything. the wreath like the caesar's wreath yes yeah yes. get one of those but you've yeah. got you've got a big match at coliseum uh i believe on night one the the number yes, one contenders one. match yeah so unsocial jordan marcus cool carter deems and yourself yes all three of them That's... gonna punch them square in the face yes amazing and you're gonna <laughs> win right yes this is this is i mean i'm not even gonna ask the question like are you how do you feel going yeah, into that? I'm, like you're gonna win yeah, this match. It's fine. It's easy. Like whatever. Yeah, you're it's gonna just three giant guys. Whatever. <laughs> it's, it's no biggie. Like but on the other side of that match, though, on, on night yes. two, uh, Ugg and Bonza are facing off yes. for the title. Who would you rather face off against when you're the number one contender? Who would you rather be be taking down to become the champion? Look, I would be happy to beat both of them, but. I've wanted Ugg since the start of this year, so I want the caveman. That's who I want. I feel like that's who a lot of the fans want to see as well. I I feel like, like, yeah, because you guys had a moment. Slap Bonzo if I have to. Like that's cool. Like I'll take Bonzo to school. That's no problem. But I want the caveman. Yeah, well, you and you and you and Ugg had a moment. I think was it Fridays of the Be- I can't remember what show it was at. It was like the first show of the year. I'm pretty at Diego's sure. last show, maybe. Yeah, you, but you I guys had a moment, so, and yeah. the crowd went mental. Yeah, and so I my feel like chest that's... got caved in. It was great. <laughs> I feel like that's what people want to see, but I I want to see you take down Bonza because he told you that that you couldn't be this a real champion true. until you had he that did. title. And so I I, I kind of want to see you slap him in the face and, and take him That's down. That's fair. I do have a lot of pent-up aggression from, like, 12 years ago when I was his manager and he bossed me around lots. So I do also want to punch him in the face. So, you know. Fun fact. But we'll see. He, he, he called me fat when I was in the crowd at an AWF show once. Oh, my God. <laughs> he would never do that now. Yeah. Like, absolutely. Times have changed. He, yeah. Like, because he oh, – like, I can't believe he did that. It was, I am it was very cheap. <laughs> I'm going to have a stern talking to him and his – I'm going to tell his mother, I'm going to tell his wife. I'm gonna be, you know what he did? 
I've brought it up to him. I've brought it up to him when I spoke to him. (laughs) Did he apologize? Um, not on air. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. (laughs) No, he definitely would. Because I was like, yeah, no, he's very. There's, there's you. You want to? You can insult the fans, but you don't want to insult them to the point of not wanting them not wanting to come back because they're not having a good time. No, it was. Yeah, it was. It was one of those things. We were giving it like because back back in those days, I used to be one of the fans that would give it to the wrestlers as well. You know, I'm pretty sure we got into shouting matches at, at AWF or PWA shows once upon a time. I mean, that probably happened. Back in the days when, like, when you and Sean Custom doing the Pink Nation thing. Right? Oh, my God. So people, like, they're all like, oh, my God, heel Shaz. I've never seen this. Like, when I started posting photos of me wearing black, because apparently that just means you're heel. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, guys, I literally spent years, like, a solid four or five years straight where I was just just a bad guy. Yeah. Like, I live for heel Shaz. Like, you guys don't even know. You're your little little babies is what you are. You're all children. You don't know. Because <laughs> that learn was some, learn some facts. That was when you became Nation. my personal favorite Aussie wrestler. Was was you doing the Pink Nation stuff? Like you guys yeah. were despicable. I loved it. Yeah, and I used to walk on him into the ring. Yes, and then and then when I lost him and I had to get into the ring by myself, I was like, how am I going to get over the ropes? And now <laughs> now I figured it out, so it's fine. So good, so good. But no, bring it back to Coliseum. A little yes. trip down <laughs> trip down memory lane, damn. Uh, but no, I, I so I feel like I'm in a weird spot where I'm actually going to be pulling for Bonza against Elgin. I'm probably going to be the only guy in the room pulling for Bonza against Elgin that title match because because I want to see him win the title so that you can you can uh, beat him, s- yeah, slap him down and and take it off him. Maybe I can like win my four way and then somehow have my number one contendership just be added into like a triple threat triple the threat. next night Cash and it in. then i just beat them both at the same time that sounds that sounds good to me because i'd like to be there yeah. for it live instead of having to you know watch on overplay not that watching yes. on overplay isn't fun because it is but overplay is great you it, get it's commentary. amazing yeah i i freaking love it man i love watching on over like because you still get to feel like you're part of the live experience like i'm still tweeting along with all the people that are there like yeah. it's it's so much fun but uh, last question before you go Obviously, Coliseum, main event of the Coliseum tournament is the tournament, right? It's the, the biggest yes. tournament in Australian <laughs> professional wrestling. Uh, who's your pick to win it? Because it's a, it's a crowded field. It is a crowded field. Uh, my pick is Travis Banks. Ooh, I was expecting you to say Jessica Troy. No, Jessica Troy. Je- How is she going to get his arms? Okay. <laughs> so she's out first round. It's not going to happen. She's not getting those damn arms. Did okay? you did you not see the video she released today? It, it's terrifying. And that kid, yeah, and, <laughs> but that guy is not Orange Cassidy. Orange That's Cassidy true. does not get his let his hands come out of his pockets that easily. Yeah. No, it's I have uh, I've watched She's got a task ahead Orange of her. Cassidy a lot. Like <laughs> he is not letting her get those arms. No. He is I, a skilled professional. He might act all cool and lax and whatever but he is not letting her get them damn arms yeah i wonder i'm, I'm gonna <laughs> i'm hoping i'm hoping i get to speak to him at some point at the fan fest uh because his interviews are classics yes <laughs> it's just it's an interviewer's I nightmare was, yeah oh 100 percent. i was like watching being the elite today and they were doing like the bte mailbag and like it was with him and they were like asking him his questions and it was like do you and he's like sometimes <laughs> what 
So good. The question, the question was just, do you? I was like, what is happening? That's a that's a strong, solid question. That's a solid question. So, so you're picking Travis Banks to win it, the, yeah, the Kiwi buzzsaw. I mean, like, I think not that our, like our talent is great. I think our talent will prove that they are some of the best in the world, but I don't know if anyone's going to be able to compete with Travis Banks, who right. is literally one of the best in the world. Yeah. Like, He's seasoned at you this know, point. He is seasoned. Yeah. I wish we were getting stupid sexy Travis, but whatever. <laughs> it's a solid I'll deal pick. With, a... I'll deal with Kiwi Buzzsaw. It's a s- solid pick. I feel like you're going to upset your, your potential partners in the Power Tough Girls, but, you know. Oh, yeah, no, I definitely have already. I, I tell them this on a regular basis. <laughs> Travis but Banks also, gonna everyone, book, everyone book me, Jess, and Ricky South as a trio, and then we'll get really good at trio stuff, and then next year we'll win King of Trios, and we'll be the first Australian team to win King of Trios, and we'll just dance in front of the Four Nations and laugh at them because they keep <laughs> making it to the finals and never winning. Make it to the finals, <laughs> but they can't pull it out. It's, it's my biggest frustration of the last two years that they get to the finals but don't win it. Bring it home, guys. Yeah, my hope is that they go next year and the Power Tough Girls go next year. And then the final is the Power Tough Girls versus the Four Nations and then we beat them in the final. <laughs> oh. And like, just really, really put salt in that wound. Be a, be a curse of the nations at that point. Yes, yeah. I'd thank, be all about that. <laughs> thank you so much for coming on the show, Shazza. We've got to wrap it up because we've got... You know, we've had a lot of time here, but uh, thank you so much for coming on the show and spending the time with me. Where can people find you online? Let's let's test you. Let's see if you remember your socials this time. Okay, so I've got uh, I've got Instagram and Twitter, which is at Shazza underscore Mackenzie. I almost forgot my last name then. Um, <laughs> my Facebook, if you just search Shazza Mackenzie, it'll come up. Uh, my oh my gosh, I have a big cartel. Which is Shazza McKenzie I just hiccuped while I was talking. That's, I'm leaving it in. Yeah. It's Shazza McKenzie Um I have Patreon, which is patreon.com forward slash Shazza McKenzie. I have Pro Wrestling Tees, which is pro wrestling forward slash Shazza McKenzie. But mainly, uh, if you just, yeah, Patreon, like support me on Patreon. Occasionally, I'll post photo shoots where I look, um, I, I don't know what the right word would be, bootylicious. But most of the time, I'm just going to tell you about my day and <laughs> how tired I am. So deal with it. And try to talk with post-surgery mouth. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You've got wrestler merch. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know if I think I am on Wrestler Merch, but I think my Wrestler Merch links to my big cartel. Okay. But go to Wrestler Merch anyway. Because Always go to Wrestler It's merch. really cool. Yeah, we love Wrestler Merch, <laughs> even though my husband doesn't run it anymore because I told him that he needs to do other things with his life. Fair enough. Not, uh, not other things with his life. He just he, t- he took on too many things, and I was like, stop doing too many things. Look after me. I'm special. <laughs> I need attention. He's gonna he's gonna live that uh the trophy life once you get that yeah. fat AEW contract. Exactly. That's, that's what I'm like. I'm like, bro, you gotta invest in me now and then it'll <laughs> all pay off one day. Yeah. Yeah. We can get an unsocial Jordan trophy life series. It'd be amazing. Exactly. <laughs> Alright, thanks so much for coming on the show, Shazza. Alright, thank you. So there you have it. Shazza McKenzie, 
she wants to take on she wants to take down the caveman dude i i want to see a takedown bonza let us know who you want to see shazza mckenzie uh, take on for that PWA heavyweight championship when she inevitably wins her number one contendership. It's not inevitable. She has three very tough competitors to get through. And we'll talk about that shortly. But first, if you like that interview and you like Aussie Grappler interviews in general, which I'm going to assume you do because you're listening to the show, make sure you check out Wrestle Radio Australia this week as Todd Eastman talks to Davis Storm ahead of his stint with the Coliseum. Davis Storm, someone who's been on our show uh, a while back as well. You can go back and listen to our chat or... You can catch the most up-to-date chat with him. Speaking about Coliseum happening this weekend all over on Russell Radio Australia, our friends on the turnbuckle who are also making the pilgrimage to Sydney from Melbourne. They're bringing their own barista. Fucking Melbournians. I, is it Melbournians? Melbournians. Fucking, fucking Melbourneites. I don't know. They're bringing their own barista because they claim that coffee in Sydney is just awful. So they can't, they can't buy coffee in Sydney. They have to bring the coffee with... <sighs> on the turnbuckle. Anyway, they spoke to Lux and also Pitbull this weekend to so get around on the turnbuckle and check it out. Uh, Lux, of course, took part in the MCW9 Women's Championship Tournament, and they're also a big part of PWA. They're going to be at, at the Coliseum as well, so definitely check out that interview with on the turnbuckle. As for shows this weekend, because we're all about getting out and supporting the boys and girls that do the damn thing called Australian Professional Wrestling, PCW, as always, in Melbourne for Slam and Ignition Friday and Saturday nights at the Southeastern Entertainment Center. Also in Melbourne, Warzone Reloaded at the Warzone Arena on Saturday. Check out the Facebook for more details. Over in Perth, WPW Uncensored Halloween Hell takes place on Friday night at the Civic Hotel. And on Saturday, NHPWR at Coburn Youth Center celebrating Diversity Fun Day. Uh, interesting name for an event. Celebrating Diversity Fun Day. That uh, Check out the Facebook for all the details there. In New South Wales on Saturday, Suplex Pro Wrestling Chapter 15 taking place at the East Cessnock Bowling Club. The ECBC, which I love, it reminds me of the CBGB. Anyway, Saturday night, that's taking place at <laughs> in, in Cessnock. Uh, but the big one, of course... The big one this weekend, the one that I think a lot of you listening are excited to. I see the statistics. I know that we got a lot of PWA fans listening. So PWA Coliseum Friday, Saturday night at Max Watts. As I'm recording this, there are less than 20 tickets remaining to Friday night. Saturday night is completely sold out. And if you're thinking, well, what, what the hell am I listening to? How am I? Why do I care? Because PWA are fucking incredible and they go live worldwide baby on ovoplay.com so go to ovoplay.com sign your ass up it's only going to cost you seven dollars for the week and you're going to get both of the shows if you pay ten dollars you're also going to get like you get access to the back catalog too so you can watch the old shows if you pay ten dollars you're going to have a month's worth of time to access this shit and you're going to see well not shit it's fucking amazing and you're going to see newcastle pro wrestling's halloween show and stuff as well i think it's something like for this month you're getting like five shows pwa hot dogs and Handshake, well, not hot dogs and handshakes. They've got another academy show coming up. Paid in exposure, I think they're calling it. PWA Overplay is a, it's an amazing service. I get to watch all the PWA shows and stay up to date and be com completely up to date, like to the minute as it's happening with commentary. Because I'm a, I'm actually I'm actually a bit nervous about going to this show and and watching Coliseum without commentary. I have grown to love the PWA commentary team over time. I feel like they've been growing with us as a PWA audience. And uh, and this is going to be their coming out party as much as anyone's. This Coliseum show, I really feel like Coliseum is going to be a huge, huge coming out party. People are flying from 
all over the world. We got Osrez gifts coming in from UK, and he's not the only one. There's people coming from Germany. Like Coliseum is going to be a party, man. So if you're in Sydney, be there. If not, sign up for OvoPlay.com and and watch the show. I'll be there on the stage seats. They've added stage seats for the first time ever, and uh, also on Saturday they've got the the fan fest, right? So our friends on the turnbuckle are doing a live podcast as part of the fan fest. I know Conco and the Fudge are doing a live podcast as well. I've had a few people ask me, are you guys doing a live podcast? No, no, we aren't going to be doing a live podcast, unfortunately, uh, just because uh, I, I'm i not sure how to translate what I do here into a live podcast. I've never seen a live podcast. I'm very excited to see on the turnbuckle do a live podcast. I'm very excited to see how Conco and the Fudge uh, do a live podcast because I've, I've never seen a live podcast before. I've never been to any of these sort of podcast Q&A kind of live deals. I, I've just never been. I go to rock shows. I go to wrestling shows. That's it. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to be – actually, no, that's a lie. I went and watched Kevin Smith, but Kevin Smith is a fucking master. Uh, so anyway, I, I am not Kevin Smith. Uh, so I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see how other people do the live podcast thing, and maybe I'll think about doing that kind of thing in the future as well. I know Mysterious was very keen to do it, but my anxiety kind of got the better of me. And I was like, but, but we are going to be there at the Fan Fest. We're going to be there, and we want to talk to you. So we're going to be walking around with our phones, with our microphones, doing our thing, getting people's takes on how the weekend's going, who they think's going to win. Uh, we're going to be you know, hopefully talking to some wrestlers because I know the wrestlers are all going to be hanging around at FanFest as well. We're going to be checking out some dingo puppies at the Dingo Puppy Rescue. We're going to be covering the the eating contest. We're going to be we're going to be everywhere. We're going to be watching the whole thing. And we're gonna uh, you know we're gonna bring that all to you in a live from the FanFest podcast. Uh, hopefully as quickly as we possibly can. Obviously, it's a huge weekend. Uh, but seriously, this PWA Coliseum, I'm so excited for this. Uh, I know everyone here at the B-Plus is very excited for this. I know everyone at PWA is super excited. And uh, it's hard not to be excited when you look at the card, man. So let's let's have a quick look at what's happening in the actual ring for PWA Coliseum. I mean, and, and before we get to that, there's been teasers that Diego's going to be there, right? Diego may be there. They They showed the shoes online. So I'm very excited about potentially seeing Diego. On night one of Coliseum, of course, we have the opening rounds of the tournament. Orange Cassidy taking on Jessica Troy. How's she going to get his arms when it's in the pockets? How's she going to do it? How's she going to collect his arm? I can't wait to see this matchup. Uh, the the video that she released online this week was incredibly disturbing. Go to the PWA Facebook page to see all the video. There's been a lot of really amazing hype videos. There was a, an entire documentary covering the four PWA competitors. It goes for about 40 minutes. Well worth a watch. Pause. Go watch it. Come back. How fucking incredible was that documentary? It may be the best piece of Australian wrestling media that I've seen ever. And that's saying something. Like PWA put out some amazing stuff regularly. Uh, you're, and and other, other people as well, obviously. But it, insane. Insane. So Jessica Troy, Orange Cassidy. That's match one. We've got Travis Banks versus Sam Osborne. I mean, Sam Osborne's one of the PWA favorites to win it. Travis Banks is one of the favorites to win it. Almost everyone in this tournament is a favorite to win it. I'm not going to lie. Like, this is an insane, insane tournament. I can't wait to see Travis Banks versus Sam Osborne. Matty Wahlberg and Chris Basso. Chris Basso, a 17-year legend in the sport. He cut a promo. He said, motherfucker. He's he's amped up. He's ready to go. He's ready to put Matty Wahlberg in his place. Matty Wahlberg says he needs this victory. Everyone else wants to win Coliseum. He needs to win Coliseum because he's been losing. 
He's been losing. I've called it. I've called him out on 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 this show about it. About you know, he he talks a big game, but at the end of the day, in the big match spots, he he loses. And you you just paused. You just went and watched that documentary. I felt like he was talking to me when he was like, people online are starting to say, you know, that I can't win the big one. But unfortunately, it's been the case so far, and so he needs this Coliseum win. Uh, the Matty Wahlberg story is something I am so engrossed in, man. I'm I'm along for the ride because I'm a huge Matty Wahlberg supporter. When I call him out and say, you haven't been winning the big ones, it's not it's not like, aha, gotcha. It's not like that. It's like, man, come on, I'm pulling for you. Like, Matty Wahlberg is the shit. Very excited to see Matty Wahlberg and Chris Basso because Chris Basso, he's, he's a local guy for me here. He's the Adelaide boy. He's He is world class, and, and I feel like Sydney are in for a treat seeing Chris Basso for not the first time he's been there for World Series Wrestling and, and, and other shows and what have you, but the first time in Max Watts, man, Chris Basso is going to step through and he's going to he's going to be there to kill it. So this is Matty Wahlberg, first round, he has a big hurdle to overcome in, in my hometown boy, Chris Basso. And then you got uh, Ricky South versus Davis Storm. Davis Storm, the godfather of Australian professional wrestling. Pause, go back, listen to my chat with him. Pause, go listen to Wrestle Radio Australia. Ricky South has a huge hurdle to overcome as well. Like these, like I said, this is a field of eight comprised of eight favorites to win. This is absolutely insane. There is nothing like this anywhere in Australian wrestling. I'm so excited. Uh, so that's that's the first round. But that's not all on night one. We also have the team of Caveman Ugg, Paris De Silva, and Drew the Dude London, the Velocities, taking on the Nations, Bonza Moretti, and Adam Hoffman. Uh, we we have the the number one contendership for the heavyweight title. We talk about with Shazza, Marcus Cool, Carter Deems, Unsocial Jordan, Shazza McKenzie, Fatal Four Way to determine who is the next number one contender to the PWA heavyweight title currently held by Caveman Ugg, but that might change. We also get Tree Hugger Lucci versus one of the best grapplers in the world, Rory Gulak. I mean, how can you not be excited for this card? I can't even pick which of these matches is going to be the main event. Which is which one do you put in the main event? Maybe Banks versus Osborne, Orange Cassidy versus just any one of these matches could be a main event. This is a, a card filled with main event matches. We're also going to get a tag team gauntlet match. It's insane. Night two, of course, we're going to get the semifinals. So the winner, the winner of Orange Cassidy and Jessica Troy will take on the winner of Wahlberg and Basso. You've got the winner of Ricky South and Davis Storm taking on the winner of Travis Banks and Sam Osborne. We also have a showcase match with the number one contendership for the PWWA title currently held by Coliseum competitor Jessica Troy. Steph DeLander, new MCW Women's Champion, taking on Royce Chambers, Big Fudge, and Headhunter Rig. Headhunter Rig has the best cannonball in the business bar none. Big Fudge, one of the most entertaining professional wrestlers ever to come out of this country. Royce Chambers, hot young up-and-comer, never before stepped foot in Max Watts. I can't wait to see how the PWA crowd react to Royce Chambers. He is going to win some fans for sure. This guy is fucking insane with the things he can do. Can he flip? Yeah, he can flip. Watch Royce Chambers. He's a name to watch. We've got Steph DeLander, the new MCW Women's Champion, the Python powerhouse. Incredible matchup. You've also got the heavyweight championship between Caveman Ugg and Jack Bonza. The stakes don't get bigger. Well, maybe the stakes do get bigger because you got the Coliseum final as well. Which one Which one headlines? I don't even know. Does the Coliseum final headline? Do we get Green Thunder presented in the main event? you got to think we do because it's the Coliseum. It's the biggest tournament in Australian wrestling. But also, you got the biggest prize, in my eyes, in Australian professional wrestling, the PWA Heavyweight Championship, on the line between Caveman Ugg and Jack Bonza. 
I'm gonna. I really think I'm gonna be the only person in the crowd pulling for Jack Bonza, and I'm pulling for Jack Bonza because I want Shazza McKenzie to slap him down. You heard it in the interview. That's that's just me. Who are you pulling for? What are your predictions? You hit us up on Twitter, on Facebook, in the Australian wrestling community. Let us know what you're most excited for about the PWA show. Let us know where you're going to be drinking before the show, so we can all come and say hi. Let's get drinks, man. Let's let's party. It's going to be a huge, huge weekend. I could not be more excited for it. I am going home. I am going home. A lot of you know this. I come from Sydney originally. I'm going to go. I'm going to stay with family. I'm going to visit family, visit friends. But more importantly, I'm going to what is for me, the spiritual home of wrestling in Australia. And that is anywhere that PWA calls home. And at the moment, it's Max Watts Sydney. And I cannot wait for this Coliseum tournament. I hope to see you there. Hit me up on Twitter. Let me know where we're meeting. Uh, you're buying, I'm kidding, whatever. Buy me drinks though, for real. I'm broke as hell and I'm flying there, so buy me drinks. Uh, let's, let's, let's party, man. It's Coliseum. It's Coliseum. I'm so excited. You can find me at Greg Unchained on Twitter and Station Head where I spin tracks. I'm going to hopefully try to do some of that this weekend, but no promises. You can also find me at the Greg Unchained on Instagram. We collectively are the B-plus wrestle on Twitter because wrestling wouldn't fit the B-plus wrestling everywhere else. Like, share, subscribe, five-star review if you like what we do. Come say hi at the Coliseum because we're very excited to hang out with you guys. And thank you, as always, so much for listening. <laughs>